Hey people, welcome back to the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. I'm Celeste. I'm Amber. And we're back with another episode. Yes, we're doing so good on our schedule. Yes, (laughs) we are invested in this podcast, obviously. And I'm glad we're still doing this. It's always helpful. Me too, yeah. For us to talk. Just like, not in just... um, not just like on the podcast, but in general, like I like actually catching up with you mm-hmm. on too. a regular basis. So, yeah. So yeah. And I think I think lately we've been getting a lot of good feedback on the podcast, too, which is really um, just motivating me more personally to, to mm-hmm. keep putting good content out. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad you guys are liking our content. Thank you so much for supporting us. Please rate and give us you know the stars that we deserve on (laughs) itunes or spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast that would be so great um if you have any comments or suggestions let us know over there as well but yeah but yeah how was your week um well it was uh less eventful than i thought it would be but in a good way because I've been pretty busy with work the last couple of weeks. Um, so and it was kind of nice to have a more or less unproblematic week. Like, cause my previous week was just full of craziness and lots of long work hours. And this week was kind of like a 180 on that. And I think that was kind of a help with the, uh, President's Day holiday. And I got, took some, some time off of work, just a personal day to kind of get myself together. So think all that was good and uh yeah i'm appreciating having a um a little break from the drama for a little bit (laughs) how about you that's good yeah it was also amber's birthday happy birthday i didn't want to mention it but yeah yeah, i'm old nice little applause (laughs) yeah i'm 27 now amber's old i am 27 now yeah and and i 28 no no 27 wow well, i don't even know how old i am because <laughs> <laughs> i was like me. we're the same age <laughs> yeah no, i okay, yeah you're right you're right, you're right 27 um i'm giving myself three more years to figure my shit out <laughs> before i turn 30 or i guess before i turn 31 and uh yeah so luckily with covid uh still running up i think uh well, uh, luckily, but unluckily, I think I just have some more uh, time to be introspective and get my stuff figured out before things open up, like for travel and, you know, safe, uh, just doing things safely in public again. I think, I think I have some time to figure my stuff out. I'm rambling. I yeah, I'm, no, you're good. Yeah, but yes, thank you for the birthday wish. <laughs> I had a good yeah. birthday. My, my partner was uh, spoiling me as best he could because I don't typically like to do too much on my birthday I've just never really um I guess growing up I never really had um too much of a focus on birthdays like my parents were just very like oh okay here's a cake what do you want for dinner well you know buy whatever you want and here's a present or two and you know I never had like birthday parties or anything like that so I don't usually think that I need a lot of stuff on my birthday but regardless um my partner did a good job he 
brought me um some donuts and my little favorite coffee drink from our favorite coffee or favorite donut shop and um he bought me a little cute little ice cream cake it was so sweet it was so good um and then we'll be uh he basically told me to like pick a present so i'll be uh i think i want to get some uh new um stuff for the kitchen like cooking stuff um there's this like cast iron griddle that i want um you could just put it on your stove top and it you know it's basically like a big griddle that you can have mm-hmm. on your burners um so i think i might get something like that just to try something different in the kitchen make me make me a little more excited to cook but yeah it was good oh, so how good. was your week sorry <laughs> um no, no no that's good i'm glad um you had a good birthday and like a pretty good week i well i know this is getting like very brouhaha but um 27 to 30 is like when your Saturn returns and so (laughs) that's when you know you're like a bit more introspective and things start to change and yeah you know things more things might become clear about like your path and where you're going Mm. and stuff like that so it's very possible that so it makes sense like if you're feeling that way then especially like now that's yeah. so interesting because we like we were just talking about this before we started recording. We were talking about like you know things that have been on our mind, and I was saying like I have this weird feeling of calm, which I don't normally have. Like when I think about all the stuff I want to accomplish, things I should be doing, you know, tasks that I've been procrastinating and stuff. Like I tend to get like very anxious very quickly, but I think for the last few days I've had this like weird calmness about everything where I'm like yeah it's gonna work itself out yeah you just gotta do this this and this it's fine you got plenty of time or whatever like I feel like a lot more grounded these days which you know might be uh because my Saturn is returning (laughs) yes yeah so that's good yeah um this week for me was very reflective very A lot of things linking to each other, you know. Um, I had a teacher die this week that um, I knew in high school. Like, he was the reason why I decided I wanted to get into engineering and STEM and stuff like that. And the program that I was in, that he taught, like, I was in that program for four years. And it was... It did a lot for me. It was Mm -hmm. like a second home. And I mean, I haven't talked to him since I left the program, but it just like really sucked to like hear that he had died. And I don't know why. I don't know. He was pretty old when I met him. So I don't know if um, he died just of natural causes or COVID or anything like that. But, you know, I hope his family's okay. And Mm -hmm. I hope he's in a better place. And you know, resting and stuff like that. Even when I met him, he had, like, two, three jobs. And I'm pretty sure he was, like, in his wow. 70s. Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah. And, yeah, he definitely inspired me to do a lot of the things that I, I do. So, yeah. it. I will say, like, because I, like, reflected on that, it just made me want to believe in myself more and vindicate all the shit that I went through in high school and like mm-hmm. all of like you know and made me realize that I'm, I'm doing really well now like, yeah you are you know so so yeah other than that you know you know this week was this week 
You know, it was cold. We had ice. It was not fun. I mean, we had like, we had the storm, the storm that came from Texas and like that area came up to Virginia, but it was like, it was nothing compared to what Texas got. So like my car was like filled, was like covered with like a layer of ice that was like half an inch thick, like, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, so that was that. But other than that, you know. It's like every other week I like same I'm on old, this episode, same old. <laughs> you know, same old, same I old feel stuff. You. Yeah, so yeah. All right, so this week we're just gonna. I think because I was feeling very like reflective and stuff like that, I wrote down some questions that I wanted us to answer. We're gonna get. We're gonna. I feel like this might be the first time we actually like on purpose get deep. I feel like we definitely do it by accident most (laughs) of the (laughs) time. Like in other episodes, we're like, um, this is supposed to be silly, but then we start like going off on tangents Mm -hmm. about other things and we get super deep about stuff. And so we're actually going to get pretty deep today and just kind of like self reflective. And, you know, I feel like we both want to better ourselves mentally and emotionally. And yeah. sometimes you have to ask yourself questions that you're probably not used to asking yourself. So I feel like this would be a really good way to um, do that. Um, I would implore all of you to also answer these questions while we answer them so if you want to like if after i ask the question you want to like pause yeah the yeah. recording and like kind of like figure out what you think or what your ideas about and then like you know listen to what we have to say that would be really cool and you know like let us know like what you guys think think of these questions and kind of like your answers and thoughts on what we say or anything like that yeah Yeah, and don't be afraid to uh talk to yourself because i i definitely talk out loud to myself if i'm answering questions like this like what would i think about that well you know it's okay you're not crazy it's i think it's (laughs) it's healthy to you know give some time for yourself to like have you know have a discussion with yourself yeah you know sometimes you might uncover some things or say some things that you've just been thinking about but didn't really realize it how important it was to you until you say it Fair. Yeah, I agree. Okay. First question is, what about you has felt repeatedly misunderstood by others, if anything? Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I think, okay. Yeah. So one thing I noticed when I was in high school, um, I actually had a friend talk to me one day we we've been like good friends for a few years and I think we were like driving to school one time or something uh we must have been like 10th 10th or 11th grade something like that we were driving to school and she was asking if I remembered how I was when we met and we had met uh, like a few years previously in middle school and I had I had moved to this new town I started school in like the middle of the first semester so it was like you know, people had already had their established friends and stuff from previous years and, you know, the beginning of the year. But 
I, my family moved a lot, obviously, as I've mentioned before in the podcast, but my family moved a lot. So it was just like same old shit for me. And, you know, it was pretty salty because I had to, again, leave behind some friends that I had made previously. But when I um, first met this person in particular, she said I was super intimidating. And so she felt like she had to be my friend because she was scared of me. And when she said that, I kind of thought, and I was like, wait, like that, that's not right. Cause I just was, you know, I, yeah, I was mad. I wasn't mad at anyone in particular. I was just mad cause I had to start over and it, and making new friends and getting adjusted in a new place is, is really difficult. So yeah, I think, you know, in general, what, what I'm trying to get at is I think people assume that I'm this totally unapproachable and like hardened and angry person just because I have this really bad resting bitch face to be honest but, yeah. but I I really I, I like to think I'm I'm pretty approachable and I'm like pretty nice person like obviously I'm not the nicest person ever um but I I think that's something that that people um assume is is that I'm this just this hostile person that doesn't want to have new friends or doesn't want to talk to anybody or engage with somebody. But I, I love talking to new people. And I, I love when people like, you know, approach me in public and start a conversation because it, that just makes me feel like the, the negative thoughts that people have are, are kind of slipping away in that moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's, that's my answer there on that. Yeah. I, you know what? I get that a lot too. I get that. I'm, I have resting bitch face and I'm unapproachable and like all Mm. those things as well like I've heard that before as well and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm a black woman and there's this idea that like we're unapproachable and we don't want any we have an attitude nobody wants to talk to us blah, blah blah whatever and honestly like if we're not like constantly smiling all the time or like trying to appear less threatening to other yeah, people, yeah. people think that we're like the total opposite of who we actually are. Cause yeah. So yeah, I, that sucks that you have to go through that and like it felt that way, but yeah, I 100% understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I'll add something quickly on that. Um, and, and I think this is something I might have mentioned to you before, but before we moved back to the Midwest, when we were in California, I noticed that, I, I think that it kind of brought back that feeling of like, oh, wow, people really think that about me? Because I I noticed, and this was like one of the reasons why I didn't like where we lived, but I noticed when I'd be walking on the sidewalk by myself, and like, like let's say I'm walking to the train to go to work or something, you know, I'm in work clothes, I'm you know neat and clean and whatever and I'm walking and it's you know it's like 8 eight thirty in the morning something like that right if I'm I noticed when I sometimes when I'd be walking people would shift their bag on their shoulder or they would you know then this was pre-covid they would you know move farther away from me or they would cross the street and you know just so they, they wouldn't engage with me and that that really bothered me because initially I was like oh well maybe they just think I'm mean and blah, blah, blah. But really, I, I also started to think maybe it's just because I'm black and they don't want to talk to a black person in this neighborhood yeah. where they feel on edge because there's so much crime or something like that. And, yeah. you know, and so it's like things like that where you might think it's one way, but maybe on, 
you know, underneath the surface is a whole other slurry of reasons. Slurry? Is that a word? <laughs> whole yeah. other, you know, list of reasons, right? Like, I, that that really started to bother me because I noticed it more and more. But then, on the flip side, and, you know, I know we, we didn't want to get too deep on this this first topic but um <laughs> you know on the on the flip side if I was walking with my white partner I we would people would be waving us and say hey how are you doing oh my gosh and just talking to us about random shit on the street stopping us to talk to us and you know um we go on a walk for exercise in the evening and everybody's like waving and smiling and looking friendly and mm-hmm. stuff but it, it, you know the juxtaposition of me walking by myself and being seen as like a threat or target to people maybe just because of if not the look on my face and my skin color versus you know being seen with someone who maybe isn't interpreted as a threat it's just so it's so crazy and it just makes you really think like like that you know don't judge a book by its cover thing is it's just so so important like don't assume people are one way until you know for sure and and even if you don't know for sure like just like give everyone the benefit of the doubt, you know, yeah. until there's a serious reason to not. That yeah. That's really what I'm saying, I guess. No, I 100% understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, I think, yeah, something that is repeatedly misunderstood by others from, you know, just like what I've seen Um is that I don't, it's very much along the same vein of, like, you, is that, you know, um, I don't have emotions, or I'm emotionless, or, Mm -hmm. and things like that, and it's not true, because I'm human, so clearly I have emotions, like, I'm not a robot, or, like, a computer, or anything like that, so there's that, but, yeah, I... And it's something that I, I really, for a long time, I believed that as well. Like, I believed that, like, I was just, like, very much unable to have emotions or um, I've had people come up who, like, you know, ha- I've people say to me, you know, like, oh, like, you know, I wish that I didn't have emotions like you or and stuff like that. Wow. Depending on the situation, maybe it's like, you know um maybe it's like work related and they're trying to be quote-unquote strong or something like that Mm. and it's just like I don't wish this on anyone I don't wish being quote-unquote emotionless on anyone because it sucks like there are times when I really want to cry and I literally cannot because I have trained myself not to cry because I was because of trauma to be totally honest there were times in my childhood where I just wasn't allowed to cry and if I got if I cried I'd be in more trouble and so I trained myself not to cry and and not to show emotion and and things like that and yeah and I don't and it sucks because I because it's deeper than just oh I don't have like I didn't pop out of the womb not having emotions like I wasn't always this way clearly like something happened and it I guess quote-unquote hardened me in that way and it's something that like I'm trying to break out of and trying to Mm -hmm. be more vulnerable and emotional and I mean I'm not going to be like crying on command or anything but 
I feel like that's something that's constantly misunderstood by me or that I don't care or whatever. It's like, no, I do care. Like, I have feelings. I'm not an emotionless right. object. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that's kind of what we were just talking about where, you know, don't don't take her, you know, lack of, let's say, showing her emotions on her sleeve or whatever as apathy as her not caring about things mm-hmm. as, you know her you know not considering or having empathy for other people it's just that's just something that she's working through yeah okay our next question what parts of yourself do you need to break up with (laughs) shit (laughs) (laughs) oh wow um you want to go first on this one yeah yeah okay um I, uh, I don't know. I, mm, I think I need to break up with the part of me that constantly wants to fix everything all the time. Mm-hmm. I, and, or more so like I can't, I have like this ability to be loyal and sometimes it's to a fault. Like I'm constantly being, you know, that friend that everyone can lean on. And a lot of times, not a lot of times, but there are times where people lean on me too hard and it tends to break me and it's and it's not fun. So yeah, I think that's a, a part of myself that I I want to break up with. I want to divest from being that person that has to constantly fix someone and that constantly has to, I guess, constantly have to, like, invest my entire being into something or someone. Like, it's okay to be passive about it as well. It doesn't mean that I don't care or, and, you know, it doesn't mean that, I'm not going to be there for you or something like that. But I also have to like listen to my body and listen to myself and be like, hey, like you gotta you gotta figure that out for yourself and like figure out, you know I lost my train of thought. But like you you have to, you know, just figure out like how how can you do both? How can you be there for someone but also like understand like the fact that you need to take care of your own stuff and your own self as well. So, so yeah, that's, yeah, it kind of, um, that kind of reminds me of those, um, you know, when you're, when you're on a plane and they give those instructions about the mask where they say, give put the mask on your face first so, before you help yeah. other people. Like mm-hmm. even if your young child is sitting right next to you, you have to get yourself settled first so that you can help other people. It's, I, I think it kind of is the same way. In a way, it's the same way. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, for me, I would say I need to, and again, this is stuff that we were just talking about. Like, I think I need to break up with the part of myself that likes to blame other people for my situation and the part of me that needs to, or, you know, that, that tends to, um harp on the past and use that as a crutch and say oh I can't do this right now because in the past I was like this this and this or in the past I had this happen to me like I I 
of course, I totally understand you, if you have trauma, you have to work through that trauma. If you have something that, you know, maybe is a trigger, um, you have, there's a certain way to approach it. But I think for me, um, what I'm thinking of personally is, you know, re like I've, I've given myself all these reasons over the years to not do something because in the past when I did it, it didn't work out or in the past someone told me I shouldn't be doing it. And it's, you know, you, you have to kind of control your own destiny. You can't really, this is something Celeste and I were talking about before we started recording, but we were kind of saying like, everyone has a different path than you, right? So you can't compare your situation where you are right now to how someone else is doing just because someone else is married and you're not, you can't say, Oh, well, if I had done it this way or the same way as that person, I'd be married by now. Or if I had stuck with that person that, you know, I stuck in that relationship with that person that wasn't really for me, I could be married right now, but, but what would you be? You might be married and miserable, right? <laughs> you know, so like you can't at the same time where you can't blame entirely you can't entirely blame other people for your current situation you also can't compare what other people are doing to your situation and try to say well because I'm not here and they are they're doing better than me you, you just can't do it you just have to remember that everyone's path is different everyone's struggles present themselves differently and just because you didn't see what they were going through doesn't mean that they didn't have some of the same struggles that you have you know yeah. so I don't know. I guess that's kind of my roundabout answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love that. I agree as well. Um, I was just writing down something that you said triggered like something just reminded me of something. I would, when I was growing up, someone used to, the worst advice that I've ever gotten in my entire life, one of the piece, worst pieces of advice that I've gotten ever in my entire life is um and someone used to say this to me when I was younger was that who you are now is who you're going to be and I 100% disagree with that yeah wow and I and like you I constantly believe that that's what that was like who I was then was just going to be who I am today and that's a hundred percent not true and I and I realized that I don't want to say too late, but I, I realized that once I realized, oh, that's that is not true and that is false and that literally doesn't make any sense. That's when I like started like really becoming like who I wanted to be. And and I realized that people can change and and no one is ever like just one version of themselves their entire life. So. So yeah, I 100% I I like what you said and I I agree with it so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> what promise do you want to keep to keep to yourself this year? Like what's mm. a promise that you've made to yourself and you're like I got to keep this. Okay. Yeah. Um for me quickly, I'll just say I think we we touched on this in one of our first episodes uh this year. Um but I had this this mantra in my head that I've been trying to I I made a promise to myself uh at the turn of the year 
where I said I was going to actually listen to my own advice for once, <laughs> which is something I don't typically do. I, I love giving advice, but when it comes to me, I don't always follow it. Um, but, but the thing that I was, I'm trying to keep in mind is to always make every situation a benefit for you. Even if it's a shitty situation, even if it's something that, you know, is totally not in your favor, like find a way to make it in your favor where it's like, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, you lost a bunch of money trading stocks or something, <clears throat> me, but you know, <laughs> like, like as an example, maybe you lost a bunch of money trading stocks. Yeah. Obviously it's a terrible situation, but on, on the plus side or the benefit, now you've taught yourself a very important lesson. I know people hate trying to say, oh, you can't make everything a lesson. You know, you can't make every mistake a lesson. You absolutely can. You can. You can say, okay, well, next time I'm only going to trade with $500 instead of $1,000 at a time. Or I'm only going to, you know, I'm going to set aside money off to the side from each paycheck for a month and then use that money, you know, and I'm not going to tap into my checking account or I'm going to do this. You know, you can always find a way to make something benefit you in a roundabout way. And I think with that, um, you know, thinking about more, I think, day-to-day -day things, or it's like if you get frustrated because, you know, something didn't turn out the way you wanted, like maybe you asked your coworker to help you with something and they, you know, they kind of blew you off. They didn't, they didn't want to give you any time to help, help you with that. That, that should motivate you to figure it out yourself. So that the next time you have something similar come around, you can say, well, I already know how to fix it because I had to figure it out myself last time because so-and-so didn't want to help me, you know, and that, that benefits you. That makes you even more independent. That makes you maybe even more valuable to your company or whoever, because they know you, you know how to troubleshoot on your own and figure stuff out. And you know, that, that's kind of like your, your way to spin it to a positive. Right. So I think, um, Overall, I think that's that's my main thing that I'm trying to um, stick to this year. It's like, because I told myself, I said, this makes sense to me. I really want to do it. I want to promise myself that I will always try to take every situation back to that main thing. It's like, how do I spin this into a benefit for me? Or how do I make it about me, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, like, it's pretty much like, trying to take chances on things and also learning from those experiences right albeit right. good or bad because you can like you're saying you know you can always learn from any and everything maybe you learn that you don't want to do that again <laughs> or right, maybe right. you and learn that, like mm -hmm, how to mm -hmm. approach something differently but yeah and it saves part. you time in the future because you know, you're like, I already told myself I didn't like this. Why am I about to do this again? You mm -hmm. don't do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. You know what? I will say I don't make a lot of promises to myself. I guess in part, maybe I just don't want to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I guess a promise, man, I don't even know one, and I totally picked this question. Um, I guess a promise to myself that I do want to keep is trying to get back into therapy. I have been, I mean, I constantly advocate for therapy, and I'm mm -hmm. constantly telling 
all everyone and all of my friends to go to therapy because I think it's important and it's just nice to talk to someone who has to listen to you <laughs> like your friends don't have to pick up your phone <laughs> like they don't have to respond to your text messages but a therapist has to like actually listen to you and listen to you talk about true. your stuff so yeah going back to therapy yeah I yeah I, I'm constantly advocating for therapy and I'm telling everyone to go and I've been in therapy a lot like um throughout my life but I definitely need to go back and I haven't quite I was gonna go back this year like truly mm-hmm. and then I kind of don't have any money for therapy right now because I'm paying two rents. But once that's over, I'm definitely going to be going back to therapy. And I want to keep that to promise to myself because I want to continuously grow and self-develop. And, yeah. and I want to deal with a lot of the things that I can't fully deal with on my own. And obviously, like, and I recognize that I need help doing that. And so, and so, yeah, because I, I don't want anything holding me back from reaching my full potential. Because there is still a part of me that is scared of, like, doing a lot of the things that I want to do. Because I'm like, oh, it's not going to work out or da 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 or whatever. But a lot of it is because, you know... I, I think some of it is because I haven't worked out a lot of things that happened. Excuse me. And so with the help of a therapist and um, and things like that, I can really start to get to my full potential. So I want to keep that promise to myself so that I can keep blossoming and keep it, keep it going yeah, forward. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, I think that, you know, you already know how beneficial therapy is for you so yeah you know why not try to keep yeah. up with that if you already know the benefits mm-hmm. yeah good okay my last question is are you avoiding any hard conversations with yourself all the time yeah same <laughs> same well, you go first yeah um i will say that I'm getting better at having, like, actual, like, realistic conversations with myself, um, because I've been, I, a long time ago, I started on this journey of, um, like, I guess body positivity, then it turned into, like, more body neutrality, and, Mm -hmm. Um, just learning to like love and accept my body and with that came it kind of that I those ideals kind of like trickled out into like every part of my life and lately a part of that has been be having like um, actual really hard conversations and having like honest conversations about um things with my with myself and I think I guess I will say so I don't think I'm really avoiding any of those hard conversations because I I ultimately I'm not 
Well, I can't think of one like in the moment. Um, but I will say recently I've been having a conversation with myself about, um, oh crap, I forget what it was. Um, uh, let me think for a second. <laughs> what was it about? <laughs> oh, it was about, um, how much I have, like, how much I've, how much I hated myself for a very long time and for obviously like various different reasons but I really hated myself for I would say most of my life to be totally honest um and a lot of it stems from trauma and I know I talk about that a lot um but also like you know society at large when my body changed in college I really started like really really self-loathing and really hating myself and because of that like I felt like I could not be loved because, you Mm. know, society tells us that because when you look a certain way, um, when you're fat, you cannot be loved. And I was like, well, I can't be loved in this body. And obviously that's not true. But then I felt like I couldn't date or anything like that because until I was in a body that was more acceptable and... That really sucked because I I didn't love myself and then I also didn't have the opportunity to let other people love me. And so that's a, a hard conversation I had to have with myself about like, you know, you really didn't like yourself. You really hated yourself for a very long time and it made me feel uncomfortable in my body and and all these things and it it made me really hard and it sucked and all these things but you know I um now I'm better at that and I'm trying to be better at loving myself more loving like even like the parts of myself that I don't always 100% like or that I'm trying to work through you know like Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. Self love it. I will say self love is hard. Like it really is because oh, we're definitely. taught. Yeah, we're not taught to love ourselves like wholeheartedly or realistically. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's my answer. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've kind of in a similar vein. Um, I I think I think for me, um, there's a couple things, and one is the same sort of thing like my my body image like having um you know a conversation with myself where you say it's it's okay to be the size you are it's okay to you know have certain things going on but it's not okay to not be healthy right or not take care of yourself because you just want to save it for another day or something right like that's I think that's something that gets stuck in my head a lot is where I say I put things off and say I can just do that tomorrow I can just do that next week and I, I don't think it's okay to do that every time because then, you know, you you look back six months later and you realize you haven't accomplished the thing that you wanted to do six months ago. You know, that one thing where it's like, I'm going to start walking around the block every day during my lunch break. And, you know, you keep putting that off, putting that off. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, it's been six months. If I had been doing this like I wanted to, maybe not every day, but, you know, if I had gotten started six months ago, where could I be right now? I, I think that that kind of thought leads me um, 
because I, you know, I think one of my, one of my, um, I'm not sure how to say this one, I guess one of the things that bugs me the most about myself is I tend to reflect too much on my past. And, you know, we were just talking about this, but like, I, I tend to harp too much on stuff that happened in the past or, you know, somebody hurt my feelings, you know, and that caused me to do this or not do this or whatever. And, you know, so anyways, I think that's one conversation I need to have is, is, um, you know, just trying to finally decide and define like what it would mean to me to be healthy or feel healthy. And the other one would be what it would mean to me to be financially secure and making like the proper positive moves in, um, you know, my finances, like with paying off debt and stuff, because I'm still working through a lot of debt, um, you know, with being more responsible on a day to day basis with things like impulse buying and, you know, buying shit that I don't need or, or just ordering stuff without thinking it through. And then I've spent a hundred dollars and, you know, I regret it immediately, things like that. Like those are the two big things for me right now. I think that I've been I'd say I've procrastinated on having a hard look at that type of stuff, but I'm, I think I'm actively working towards getting to a point where I can actually, um, you know, start to implement the right things and, and, uh, be able to stick with it. Like I, you know, it, it, it can't all happen at once, of course, but, um, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I think before you can start, you have to have that, like, honest conversation with yourself at some point yeah I agree um I I will say though um for the health aspect I know like that kind of stuff is like touchy for people but I will say that as someone like you like we're talking about as someone who also had body who has body image issues you know define what health looks like to you like what does what does health mean to you because yeah exactly it's not a people would like to say like oh it's a finite thing but realistically it's not because everyone's body is different you know people have allergies people have different chronic diseases So what you can do is very different from what and what is healthy to you is very different from what I can do and what's healthy to me. Like, right, right. You know, so. So, yeah, so figure out like what health means to you. And I think you can definitely and what your what what your ideal of health is, what is your relationship to health and um what do you want it to be or it to look like a lot of for me at least I will say for me at least my version of what is healthy to me is is my doctor coming back to me and looking at my blood work and being like um you have like diabetes or something Mm. like that like and if I don't and I look the way that I look, I'm still fat and stuff, then I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm healthy. My doctor doesn't have a problem with any of the things that I'm doing, then then that's okay. Like, I'm fine. Like, 
a lot, you know, like there are times when I'm sedentary for a very long time and there are times when I'm a lot more active. So yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just trying to, but that's for me at least. So trying to figure out what that is. And I feel like that might help you or anyone else get into that mindset of, okay, now let's repair that body image and that self-hate and self-loathing and stuff like that. Because, I mean, granted, that's what I did. That might not work for everyone, but I think it's a good approach overall. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's well said. That's yeah. well said. All right. Yeah. That's all the questions I have, though. I have a so. question. Yes. That I just forgot as I was saying I have a question. <laughs> Jeez. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So, my question um it's kind of in a similar realm to what we were talking about today but so in a scenario so let's 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 assume you're having a really shitty day you're like oh my god like this day can't get any worse like but you finally have some time to yourself to i guess fix your your bad day or like improve your mood right what is uh, name three things that you do that those are your like go-tos it's like if i need to get out of a bad mood i do this i do this and i do this what what would you say you do or um, or buy or eat or you know it could be anything yeah. or watch you know okay so if i'm in a funk and i'm just like fuck it i'm not doing anything else anymore um or i'm just like trying to pull myself out of a bad mood or whatever yeah the three things that I do is A, I order food from my favorite place, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is chicken curry with rice and mm. garlic naan. So good. So oh, good. yeah. So good. And yeah. I will also either, either I will eat ice cream that's already in the fridge or I would order cold stone. And the third thing is I was, I would most likely watch like a TV show or a movie specifically a Marvel movie, if anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or a TV show that like, I'm just like heavily interested in. Like right now I'm watching once upon a time quality TV programming. <laughs> I heard it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, I'm actually rewatching it. I was watching like the first, I think I watched up to like season three, the end of season three, and then I stopped watching for some reason. Um, so now I'm like rewatching it like years later. Um, but yeah, those are, excuse me, those are my three go tos. Like, and that, and then I just honestly, it's all of that is pretty much me just taking the rest of the day off or like, or something like that because I just, I got to give myself time and that's how I like cope or really like try to relax and like get into a place in which I'm I start to feel better and this is not all the time obviously but like when it's like when a lot of times like I'm I try to like breathe through it and do things that that aren't that but when it's when the going gets rough <laughs> I those are my go-tos so yeah yeah I I kind of agree I think ours are pretty similar um 
the main thing I think for me that, that, you know, I guess, uh, the, the, my main go-to is I go to YouTube and I find a travel video that I've been wanting to watch or lately I've been really into these walking tours of cities. Like, uh, right now I'm kind of like fixated on between like London and Berlin. And so I'll find somebody who straps a high quality camera to their chest and they just walk from one destination to another. And it's just nice to like feel like it's it's very immersive to me like because mm-hmm. I get my sound turned up just right or I put my headphones on you know and have it the sound like quality really nice and then you're looking at stuff like shops and just people like living life and I think it, in a way it just relaxes me to see people just living their life yeah, like maybe someone's running errands or maybe someone's you know trying to hurry to get to the airport so they're running for the train or something but it's like just like that it's seems almost like a refreshing to me in a way um so i think that really helps me you know especially if i'm in like an introspective kind of day and i'm just like really beat up with my thoughts um i I think that that really helps and along with that i'd say you know get my favorite food or you know try to make my favorite food like a comfort food um for me i'd say like one of my favorite foods is like chicken sandwich like a good chicken sandwich and some fries so if i have the ingredients at home i'll make my own and i'll just you know, put like a thousand pickles on top and like <laughs> as much ketchup as I want, like just yeah. like guilt-free kind of thing or, or I'll order um, from a spot I know that does good chicken sandwiches, something like that. And then I say the other thing I do is I will probably go to bed early because <laughs> for me, I think um, just being able to sleep it off sometimes does, does a lot for me. Yeah. Um, or, or just taking a nap for a couple hours, you know, and not saying, oh, I'm just going to take a power nap. Like, I'm like, no. No, no, no. As soon as I'm done with all my responsibilities for the day, I need to be out for at least a good few hours before I feel like refreshed and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of back to myself. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of my my list there in short. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. I hope that like gives some people some ideas of like finding a routine that helps you like deal with like really like when you're really feeling like it's just way too tough and you can't like just like for me like I like to talk myself through things or I like to critically think about things but sometimes like it's just too much and I'm just like I don't want to critically think about shit I don't want to talk through shit I just want to be mad (laughs) and yeah yeah. and and so so I don't get like too upset or anything like that. I'm like, okay, I gotta like go to like a whole nother universe and like be immersed in that and like really get my mind off of it and and those are the things that you know I do and and the things that you do as well. So yeah, I yeah, really and like I think that. um oh sorry yeah I think uh you touched on a point that I think we were we made in a in a roundabout way where it's like sometimes I, I I don't when I'm in in these days where it's like worst of the worst for me like I'm really in my head bad I don't really need to talk to somebody about it mm-hmm. I just need to escape a little bit mentally mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the difference between mm-hmm. a normal bad day where you're like I'm just frustrated over something I need to vent for a little bit so I call my best friend or something versus I'm like I need to shut everything off oh the other thing I'd say I would mention um is I will turn my phone on do not disturb. So 
I only get notified if somebody is either calling me or if I physically pick up my phone and check my messages. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, on those days, it's just really more about um, relaxing your mind. Uh, Because, you you know, you know exactly why you're upset. Like for me, I tend to get upset when I feel like um, just kind of like overwhelmed or frustrated from the workday or I feel like... um, you know, something is just not uh, going the way I wanted it to, or like I'm not advanced, like we were talking about again earlier, um, you know, we're not advancing in our, you know, career or something as quickly as possible. Like, I'd say like once a month, I have a day where I'm like, ah, God, this is just too much. And yeah, so, so, you know, those sort of things, it's like, I I can't really talk to people about it, because I already know, more or less, like, what's going on. But Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just really about escaping in that moment. Yeah, sometimes you just don't need advice or to vent. You just need to be and be still. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Very good. Oh, this was good. I'm glad we. This was fun. Like. Yeah. I feel like. We, yeah, I had a. That was a good one. It wasn't as deep as I thought it would be. Like I'm like fair. glad though, because <laughs> I was not trying to tear up and cry on this podcast. Y'all don't want to hear. Me. I got the ugly cry, so y'all y'all don't want to hear that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, I got that Kim Kim Kardashian cry. So oh, <laughs> it's like my face gets all jacked up, and I'm just like, ah. Aww. I'm pretty sure it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's a bad. It's a bad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to move into our last segment called What's Got You Hot? What's Got You Hot? Hey, I know what's got me hot right now. It's Texas. All right? Oh, jeez. And it should be What's Got Me Cold, but jokes aside, no, seriously. uh, (laughs) My mom and my siblings and some of my family, like my aunts, uncles, cousins, they live down in Texas and... I have a couple of good friends that also live down there. It's it's bad. It's as bad as you think it is. It's as bad as you've been seeing. Luckily, the weather is improving every day. So there's less and less of a chance of a repeat of this right now. But man, they got rocked. And, and there's a lot of people to blame. But I think more than anything, I'm pissed because this is exact. This reminds me almost to a T of what happened with Hurricane Katrina. And... If, if you don't really know too much about Hurricane Katrina, this was something like, you know, you have those obsessions as a kid where mm-hmm. you obsess over something like very like random to <laughs> most people. But to you, it's like your life for a little bit. Yeah, That was me with Hurricane Katrina. I knew wow, all the yeah. stats. I knew all the areas affected. I could name neighborhoods and how devastated they were by flooding and stuff in New Orleans and Mississippi and stuff like that. But anyways, this to me was set up exactly like Katrina. The problem with Katrina, Hurricane Katrina was, yes, it was a category five storm for a certain amount of time, but the problem with New Orleans specifically and and how they were affected was they have these levees, these flood walls that were set up around the city to protect the city from like Pontchartrain because most of the city is actually below sea level. And so, you know, there's literally a wall holding back the water from this giant lake that Um, the city sits up next to and so what happened was over the years over the decades um they would have floods have floods the army corps engineer would not and you know more um specifically really the federal government would not do anything to 
replace these bad levees, these levees that just weren't designed to hold up to, you know, catastrophic amounts of water coming over the flood walls. So of course what happened, Katrina was like the literally the perfect storm and knocked those flood, those levees, those flood walls down and flooded most of the city obviously caused a lot of damage there's still neighbor whole neighborhoods in that city that haven't been rebuilt and if they've been rebuilt they've just been rebuilt by bits and pieces and only from people like celebrities and and yeah. philanthropists with lots of money that have done the rebuilding themselves the government hasn't really ever fully um handled things but um anyways in comparison to with what's happening in Texas, it's the same sort of thing. It was a perfect storm, literally. So Texas has their own power grid. So they function separately from most of the other conti- uh, contiguous 48 states, so or 47 states. So they're like wh- three or four like power grids in the US. Like mm-hmm. Texas has specifically their own. And then yes. everyone else, I think like fr- like west of Texas, like shares like a similar grid and everyone yes. east of texas shares a similar grid yeah it's something and like then that. texas mm-hmm. just has like specifically their own yeah and so within their own power grid uh or within each power grid there's um you know power stations substations mm-hmm. and so on so you're not just getting you know you sitting in missouri you're not just getting your power from this one big you know behemoth uh thing you're getting your power fed to you from all of these substations and you know stations and mm-hmm. things like that so it works in kind of like a big web but texas has their own infrastructure for all of that so but you know the the, the problem is they have been getting all these warnings from professionals and from scientists and from experts saying hey your power grid is great and all and it's doing its job now but if there ever was this sort of scenario this power grid would not survive Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we saw was this perfect storm came in, where it's this, 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 um, you know, cold blast with all the snow and ice and stuff came up into Texas and it totally just obliterated their resources. And the problem was not that the, the, the power grid itself failed is that they weren't prepared for people needing to use more power to heat their homes. Because again, Texas is a relatively, new state or you know relatively newly inhabited on a massive scale so there's a lot of people who have newer construction houses that are Mm -hmm. mostly electrical powered and they don't have wood burning fireplaces and they don't have gas you know and and Mm -hmm. stuff most people if you think of a typical texas home it's mostly all electric like i'd say 90 percent electric you know most of their power source is electricity so when you have all these people saying, "Hey, I gotta crank my AC or my um, you know my heat up because my house is getting cold because it's f- ten freaking degrees outside, which is unheard of for Texas," yet all these people thinking the same way, of course it's gonna overload the power grid, and of course it's gonna cause these problems where they're saying, "Okay, well now we're running out of power, literally, so we need to conserve power." So it's the same sort of thing where it's like all this time they didn't fucking listen, and now this is happening. And your people and your constituents and everything like that are suffering every day. Yeah. So, yeah, that's got me hot. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it's just so frustrating. What I saw was like, hey, this is not the first time this has happened. It happened back in right. 2011 as well. And they told them the mm. same thing. And they didn't fix mm-hmm. the problem because it cost right. too right. much money to care about yes. people who right. don't have any money. 
Exactly. And it is so much easier for you to just pay out the money or for whatever little people who sue you because exactly then to actually fix the problem like this whole thing is very like capitalism will literally be the death of this country like and the death of a lot of people who morally believe in capitalism and capitalism is their moral compass so yeah it is and who suffers the most black and brown bodies people are literally freezing people have been freezing to death in texas like it's so it's extremely bad it's it's so bad and then people want to talk about well this is why oh and then all the asshats who are like oh well you know you they froze the 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 wind turbines they got frozen oh. and blah 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 and mm-hmm. all this stuff i was like that's 10 percent of where the power comes from dodo bird what are you talking about you stupid bitch like that don't make no damn sense at all whatsoever and also there are countries that are that get way colder than texas like iceland and greenland that have wind turbines that work during these kinds of storms because the infrastructure is there and they did it right the first fucking time you stupid asshats so yeah i yeah Yeah. that shit like is so annoying to me i am grateful that everyone that i know in texas is okay and you know what's worse it's happening in the middle of a fucking pandemic yes which means right. that people have had to go outside to find resources and interact with other people someone that i know well i don't know them but someone i follow on social media they live in um dallas and they think they caught covid because they had to leave their home because they had no power or no water they went to a hotel to um get a room and now they think they and there was tons of people at hotels and hotels were Mm -hmm. losing power as well and so they think they caught covid now because they had to go outside because of this bullshit like y'all like every day they tell us that they don't care about us and so many people still don't believe that many like they still don't believe they tell us in so many ways they tell us it's like the quote, like, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Mm. They are constantly telling you that they do not give a fuck about you. And y'all constantly keep voting for these same shitty ass people because all they do is talk. They don't do anything except yeah. make themselves richer. I saw I saw some, some shit that was real true, too, about Ted Cruz. Like, obviously, most people know now. Ted Cruz uh, got caught up in in shit. You know, he got caught in 4K or 8K or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it now. He like and dumbass. the group chat, the group chat with his uh, wife and her lovelies got leaked as well, where she was saying, oh, we're going to, we're tired of dealing with this. We're tired of being cold. We're going to go to Cancun. We can be down there tonight and blah, blah, blah. We'll come back at the end of the weekend. That, isn't it funny? Isn't it fucking funny that... This guy who spent so much time and energy advocating for this big ass fucking border wall against Mexico and the U.S. Fled to Mexico. Ran to Cancun, Mexico, the first sign of trouble. Yeah. As soon as soon as he was like, ah, oh, it's too cold. I'm uncomfortable. Not right. Regardless of the fact that he has all this money and 
you know, he could afford to stay warm if he really needed to. And they had been staying warm. They picked up their shit and they went down to Cancun and they got caught. And he came back and tried to blame his fucking child. Yeah. He tried to blame his child and say she really wanted a vacation. And she figured since she didn't have class that she we could go and have a family vacation. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Also, you left your dog in your house with no power and no heat. So you you were okay with Fluffy dying, but you- Out of all the white you know, pe- things white people care about, the one thing that they do not fuck with is you messing with pets, so. I know, right. But apart from that, right, so, so while they're down there trying to have a nice lovely vacation, obviously the media caught up with them and they ended up coming back and trying to apologize and shit. While all this is happening, an 11 year old died because he literally froze to death in his trailer home with his family. So you got that shit going on. Like the dude's priorities are fucked up, but that is just honestly like a culmination of most of these idiots in, in power right now. Yeah, They don't fucking care. They only care when it benefits their pockets. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Ted Cruz only cared so. when he got caught. Yeah, right. And then he had the nerve. Oh, the shit where he, he f- switched out his uh, mask. Okay. So most people caught him. Because his dumbass wore the same fucking face mask that he wears in Congress all the time when he's, you know, having these publicized meetings and mm. stuff. He wears the same thing. It's very clearly like it's a unique, like, custom mask that stands out. And, you know, people put two and two together. That must be Ted Cruz, right? He comes back, gets off the plane. He's had this big ass, I love Texas bullshit on his face. Like, come on. Like, a big ass Texas flag mask on. Like, it's too fucking easy to call these clowns out, but nothing ever happens to them. No. They're going to get called out. Right now, he's taking a lot of heat, but I bet you two months from now, most people will will forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or defend him in some weird culty ass right and say well that wasn't that bad because blah 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 what yeah seriously yeah it's like the mayor that mayor i don't i don't remember what town it was in texas but he said you know only the stronger is gonna survive and then people started dying yeah and then people started dying yeah and he was like i take it back i'm just kidding like come on yeah how how long are you gonna keep these fucking people doing this shit to you and this is exactly why I just don't really want to engage with that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You can only do so much as a constituent, you know, apart from do your job, do your civic duty, vote, vote yeah. every chance you get, write your, your congressmen and, and, and women. It, that's, that's really what you can do as just an average person. And it just gets to a point where you just feel burnt out. And I, right now I feel burnt out over it. Yeah. So. This is why a lot of people divest from politics. And it yeah, makes sense. Great. I don't totally. blame you. I don't blame anyone from from being like, fuck it. Because <laughs> it, it gets annoying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Shout out to people in Texas trying to just survive. I will link yeah. some um, stuff in the description notes for links for people to like donate to mutual aid funds and stuff like that. If you okay, are cool. interested. Yeah. Um, my, what's got me hot is someone called me yesterday and we talked for five minutes. And in those five minutes, they asked me two things that 
always annoy the shit out of me, which is... Uh Watch me about to take notes. (laughs) If I'm married and when am I going to have children? Oh. And I... hate getting asked that question as most people with vaginas do um and i am leave my womb alone leave it alone it concerns no one it concern it doesn't even no one it's no one's business what i'm doing with my womb and my relationship status it does not matter because i i am sick and tired of especially now that like you know, we're getting older, like we're almost 30 and it's like, oh, well, the time, the, the clock is ticking. So let it tick, bitch. Let it tick. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. And then this person was like, oh, like, well, okay. So the person asked me if I was married and I said no. And then they went to say, oh, like, aren't you like, when are you going to give your dad grandchildren? And I was just like, wow. I was like, so my worth as a woman is tied to a man. Still. Wow. Wow. I was just like, I, can we stop? Can we stop? I remember in early, or when I was like in my early 20s, I can't believe I have to say that. But, um, like, when I was, like, 19, 20, like, definitely when I was in college, um, I would get that question a lot from, like, some other relatives, like, some more, like, more of, like, my immediate family. And I, back then, I told them to stop. I would, like, I had to have, like, a, Mm -hmm. I had to legit be like, listen, stop asking me these kinds of questions. Because, excuse me, they would constantly ask me, like, oh, like, are you dating anyone? Like every single time they would call me, are you dating someone? Are you dating someone? Are you dating someone? And I was just like, I had to stop them. I was like, stop asking me this question because A, I hate it. B, it doesn't matter. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter right now. Like that, that is not my focus. And C, if I am dating someone, I will let you know when I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. So I could be dating someone for a year and you just won't know. And that's okay because it's literally none of your business. Like, leave me alone. I am so sick and tired of people asking me these very evasive questions that also, I have a chronic condition where it might be really hard for me to have kids. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. Yeah, it's an insensitive question. Like, and you don't know any of that, but you think it's okay to just ask someone if they can have kids what if i was trying to have conceive and have kids and you're asking me these this shitty ass questions like leave my fucking womb alone i've also i will say to kind of like end on this note i will say someone at my job currently asked me about my womb during an um during like a hire on interview not the first like so i was like contract so i got hired and i was like contract for like six months and then they were like hiring me on as like a permanent worker and they asked me about my room during that interview in front of my boss what did they i don't even how they were like he was like he He? yes of course it well it was a he jesus he was like 
oh, um, he was like, oh, are you gonna, do you plan to have kids? And I was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then he like goes onto this like tangent about how like women who have kids, they like sacrifice their career and is it even worth that or some other bullshit like that? And I was just like, what is going on? And my boss was like so embarrassed and like she didn't even know what to do because she I was like her one of her like first employees and she's we're like the same age so she didn't even know what to do and obviously like we didn't report him because we like we we work in a male dominated field so like there's that but like this is Mm-mm. it's extremely fucked up like it's so fucked up like please stop asking people about their womb or relationship status, especially people with vaginas. Stop it. Stop it. It's uncalled for. It's insensitive. It's disgusting. Leave us alone. Yeah. And on top of that, stop assuming everyone wants to have kids. If they say they don't want to have kids or they say they're not interested, leave it at that. If you even get that answer from them. Yeah. You don't deserve an answer from someone like they, they they should be able to feel comfortable enough to tell you if that's something that they think is even relevant yeah and in most cases i don't think i don't think most women our age these days think that's a relevant question yeah no it's not even it's it was never a relevant question Ugh. period oh like it just unless i'm in a fertility clinic do not ask me about my womb <laughs> like just don't right? <laughs> just don't Damn. like yeah so yeah i yeah I would like people to leave. I don't get this. I don't get it a lot. Like it's, but every now and again. But when you do, it's yeah, it, rubs it like the wrong really way for a while. pisses me off because why, why? So yeah, that is my what's got me hot this week. Yeah, shout out to that. Person. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that's it. That's the episode. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up here. This was the Slight Sarcasm Podcast. I am Amber, of course. I'm Celeste. She's Celeste. (laughs) We want to thank you for listening, as always. And we also invite you to check out our social media, which is always linked in the show notes. Thank you again, and we hope you...